1: And today I'm really thrilled to be speaking with a friend of mine and a colleague in the CPG retail industry, G. Stephen Clear, or Steve, as I know you, Steve, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much, Carrie. Appreciate it. Glad to be here.
1: So I'll I'll just read out your bio before we get started, Steve. You're a CPG retail marketing expert, You're the host of the popular Next Level Brands podcast, which focuses on emerging CPG brands. You're the founding partner of TMI Group, a 10 plus million a year marketing agency based in San Francisco. In the 20 plus year history of the TMI Group, they worked with well-established brands, including Nestle, Cliff Bar, Tetley Tea, Conagra and Hasbro. Steve's passion is helping fellow entrepreneurs build emerging brands and the evolution of his advising and coaching led him to create the next level brands community. I love to get Steve's perspective on all things CPG related to marketplaces and especially for for emerging brands, you're you're my go-to guy. So looking forward to getting into this discussion about Walmart which I know you've been working with a lot of your clients on Walmart and let's get into let's get into Walmart. <laughs> we were just talking before we started recording. it's somewhat ironic given Walmart's history, but everyone was cheering for them in e-commerce because they were one company that could really give Amazon legitimately a run for its money and put a bit of heat under Amazon around competition and their private label brands and the advertising platform and things like that. But I think the general consensus, and I think you'll agree with me, there's been some sort of missteps and just really hasn't panned out in that way to really seem like a legitimate competitor to Amazon on the the marketplace front over the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's you know, I think we had some higher hopes that you know there might be more competition between the two of them at this point. But I also think it's fair to remember in the course of this that Walmart's trying to do in two years what Jeff Bezos took twenty years to do. So right, and although they have the roadmap there in front of them, and and they are basically following that roadmap it's still to put all of that together, all of the, I'll say, back-end primarily logistics, as well as the front-facing of the, you know, of the platform and stuff with the consumer is going to take some time. Yep. That's all to
1: What are some of the misses, in your opinion, that, you know, things that Walmart really could have done that they've, they've missed out on?
0: One of the first things, I think, was the advertising promotion component, Kiri. It was, and it still is lags seriously behind Amazons and as vendors or as suppliers, you know, working with them in the beginning, you had no choice at all. You could give Amazon or excuse me, give walmart.com a budget, which is what, you know, most of you know my clients and the community folks did a percentage of your anticipated sales and they would spend it however they were going to spend it. And then they sort of opened up and allowed you to do some tweaking. But if you weren't, and I, I think it was a hundred thousand dollars volume a year or whatever, or over that, you couldn't really have access to manipulate the advertising so that you could switch between SKUs or, you know, platform on platform, off platform. And it just was was more it was more clunky. It was just not as refined as Amazon's and certainly nothing that you could you know, do an A, B test or anything like that with your advertise just wasn't, that wasn't in the cards. And they've been working through that. But I think that has been probably internally, that's probably been a frustration because it hasn't gone as fast as they wanted to. And as you know, they've hired some people from Amazon, you know, to come in and try and, you know, put this together, but it is coming and there will be enhanced content and there will be other things available to m- most all of the marketplace vendors a little bit down the road.
1: Yeah, I think I think another challenge with the advertising platform is the auction format and the fact that it's first price rather than second price auction format which means it's generally the ROI is is not as good as Amazon. Just to, that's been a major killer For a lot of the brands that we speak with, they're just not able to get the same kind, anywhere near the same ROI.
0: No, it's also the different. So you're dealing platform-wise and stuff. You're dealing with slightly different, slightly different looks, and you know how the consumer views it, and all of that is is different, of course. And so those are all challenges. But I think as we go down, let's just say we get past fourth quarter, I think you will see things that will probably morph marketplace to look a lot more like Amazon does now because you know that's what the consumer is used to and it makes a lot of sense in a number of ways but Walmart still has to do that and make it work. Plus they have this this added level of complexity in that you not only have marketplace, but you have Walmart own brands like Amazon does. And then you have the store related goods, right? Which are the ones that you can order on dot com but are fulfilled from your local store and you have to divide all that up, right? Because it's not, whereas Amazon has one set of distribution, you know, it's either them or it's vendor, you know, Walmart has uh, Walmart marketplace, one P in store and vendor. Right. So
1: yeah. A bit more complexity there.
0: I yeah.
1: I think the other myths that Walmart has made is around Offering their own fulfillment service. And I remember when it was first announced back when I was at the ETEL West conference in Palm Springs. Oh my gosh, was that two years? It was like (laughs) two two years ago, I think. yeah. Yeah, two years ago, year and a half ago, something like that. And I remember I was so excited like, it's finally here. They finally launched a program that's going to be an Amazon. FBA equivalent. This is a game changer. And I really didn't hear much about brands getting invited. It was an invite only fulfillment program. <laughs> I knew of hardly any brands that were able to get access to it and been a very, very slow ramp up there. And there's most brands have had to rely on third party delivery partners like Deliver and other partners to actually get that Walmart, you know, the fast shipping badge on, yes. on Walmart, because Walmart fulfillment services has not been open to them. It seems to be slowly opening up now, but it's taken a good two years to get to that point. So that's been a frustration.
0: Yes. It's one of those points of frustration, I think for sure I'm both, on both sides, a vendor and and internally. But so the way that I try to work with people to do that is to apply with like one SKU. So get one product. If you're on a marketplace with the product right now and you're, and you're doing a vendor fulfilled or you're doing 3PL, whatever is take one SKU, maybe not your fastest moving one and put the one SKU into the W apply to the WFS system and get it in there and then see how it works with your you know, with your one skew. And if it works for you, then you can start moving your other ones over. But don't put a whole line of whatever, of 10 products or whatever on at one time because it, it'll probably choke. So don't do that.
1: Interesting. I wonder what the rationale for that is.
0: I think it's numbers. So in other words, if there's a whole, you have a party inside your house and you have a hundred people standing outside, you know, on your driveway and you can't let them all in at once. So, right. You open the door and say, okay, you do. And then as you, as you can consume this and get it going and know that everything's running. Okay. So I've been a little bit more encouraged about WFS at this point, but all of a sudden right now we're going to this kind of declaration of the delivery of the last mile with, you know, deliver. And it's like, okay, so, so now we're biting off more. Right. So that, you know, how is that going to work? But we'll see. I mean, a Q4, you know, we are, this is going to be a huge challenge for just a whole bunch of reasons. And I think you'll see a lot of change coming, but I don't think you'll see any change coming until Q1 or Q2, 22.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, I guess to be fair, similar issues with FBA in terms of Amazon ratcheting down in in many cases, the inventory space for a lot of brands, even though they claimed not to have done that. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting response I got from the Amazon PRT when I approached them about that. Like, oh what's what's changed here? Nothing's changed.
0: I can explain it's not an Amazon show, but I can explain real quick what I've found out about how that works across a couple of different clients. And that is it used to be our index, performance index, was measured by SKU. Yeah. It's now not measured by SKU. It's measured by your total that you have in the system, your total number of SKUs, your total number of units, and how those units move. And the ceiling used to be by SKU as well. So if you had a SKU that moved five times faster than another skew, you could load in several, you know, right, up to five times probably as much. Now you can't. Now it's based upon the total number of SKUs you have in the quote unquote inventory. And you know, we're having to you know, deal with my clients are having to deal with short shipping, you know, going from shipping trucks to pallets, going from shipping pallets to shipping UPS to shipping 2030 cases UPS. It's insane.
1: Well, then we also got notices from FBA saying that they're rewarding. If you've got your inventory performance index score over 500, then you won't be subject to storage limitations for certain SKUs starting in October. So it's been very, very confusing to follow ASIN level, then account level. Now it seems to be ASIN level in some categories. But to push on your point a little bit, like what we noticed was even when it was at the account level, the restrictions changed within that Framework as well.
0: Well, imagine if I think you have you know one or two clients that have this experience in that they have many SKUs, right, and they don't all move in the same velocity or anywhere yeah. near the same they velocity. Right, they could be right? se-
1: they're seasonal or they're new, or you might be doing some big promotion like Amazon. Yeah, they've got a very limited lens through which they're looking at this inventory performance.
0: Yeah, you know, and God forbid. If you run out of stock during, you know, before Christmas, that now counts, you know, really seriously against you.
1: Yeah, you get dinged for it. Okay, let's right, bring it back, back to, to Walmart. Walmart. I don't know. All right. It, it's so tempting to, <laughs> to talk about this because it is a serious problem. But anyway, little detour. So, getting back to Walmart, so we talked about some of the misses being the ad platform not really delivering a great ROI fulfillment program. I'm curious to hear from you amongst your clients what's the breakdown in sales between Amazon, Walmart, D2C, and other online platforms?
0: So, sort of across the board, and the categories in this case are all food, by the way, so that, you know, I want to go there, is we look at about 20 to 25% of sales, Walmart to Amazon. So if you're doing a hundred units a day on Amazon, you're probably doing 20 to 25 on Walmart, all things being equal. So in other words, same, same skew, same pricing, which it probably is going to be. And so that kind of sets up an index. And I peg that index now at 20% for measuring to say, Hey, how do we do? And how are we doing this week? I don't look at daily figures, but, you know, how are we doing this week? And the surprising thing about that is, is that there are most everything kind of falls into that. You know, it's pretty good, pretty good indicator. And this, by the way, is based on what would be the raw data of the fact that there are about Walmart plus members, about 20% or marketplace users, about 20% versus Amazon. So the total number of people shopping on a daily basis, one versus the other. And so, again, all things being equal, you should perform at about that about that index. But amongst clients, I have clients who have SKUs that perform oddly differently, even though they're the same SKU, they're the same price and the index they will index at two or three times, like they'll almost equal Amazon on Walmart, you know, and then others that don't perform quite as well for whatever reason. And that's a reason that by the way we're still searching for. I wish I could tell you. I'd love to. I'd love to find out the answer. But you know, because you should you think that everything else, since you know, I have 20 SKUs that are performing rationally, and I have four SKUs that are not following, you know, it's like, what is going? So you you know, you go look at the pages, you say is there something going on? And in one or two cases I could find an explanation for something. So let's just say it's underperforming on Walmart. And you go and you look on the page and there's Walmart's private label product, right, right next to your listing at, you know, $2 a unit cheaper, right? Okay, I got it. Now I understand why we're not quite up to snuff. But most of it is just not explainable.
1: Yeah, so no discernible pattern. And so you really just need to do some experimentation across your assortment of which product performs better on Amazon which which one. Yeah. And
0: we're looking at some of the missteps and stuff. I don't want to leave the idea that as a emerging brand, you should not be on Walmart because you should be. You should be on all of the platforms that are out there that you can be on. Because you know, Walmart is going to work very hard and spend a boatload of money to make this work. Like people's careers are on the line here. And the checkbook is very large and you know, eventually they're going to find some ways to you know to keep cutting into that or try to keep cutting into that Amazon margin. But if you're you know you're a smaller brand, and you say, oh, you know, I do organic brownies and that doesn't really fit the Walmart. No, no, no. Don't that that is not the way to think. The way to think is is I'm going to be in front of you know 150,000 or whatever shoppers a day.
1: I'm going to challenge you on that for. a little bit for the benefit of this conversation. Sure, which is- oh absolutely. Walmart has had big pockets and, you know, a big focus on this. They they purchased Jet.com. They had Mark Laurie at the front of this big budget, lots of smart people on this for years. And we're still not at the point where there seems to be a meaningful shift. And so if I'm a small brand, I don't have years to wait around to try and be, you know, early on this marketplace, which is, just taken so long to really get rolling. So what's your response to that? I know you're not a Walmart spokesperson. You're pretty, you don't have any skin in the game in terms of who wins the race, but
0: three years ago, I was saying the same thing about Amazon, Gary. I mean, you know, I had people talking to who said, Oh no, I'm really well-developed at retail. I don't need Amazon for anything. And it's like, no, 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 no. You know, there's, I think as an emerging brand and okay, forget emerging as a brand you're a consumer packaged goods, you need to be wherever shoppers are. And shoppers are, you know, are not, they are not monolithic in their approach to shopping anymore. They're not going to be, they're used to buying things where they can, you know, get them and whatever else. And
1: so, what signs have you seen along the way to indicate that shopping behavior is changing and more people are shopping on, on Walmart and bypassing amazon or like using them at different stages of the journey
0: by the plan that i think most in they don't have them they should is you know emerging brands one of the things that is really good about the e-commerce platforms is they're incredibly easy to get on in some form or another so you may not be able to get amazon fba but you can you know you can do vendor fulfilled right you can get a 3pl it does for brands a little bit of what walmart did for large cpg brands 30 years ago which is they started changing the paradigm about how logistics and stuff operated so walmart forced people like procter and gamble to completely change their delivery systems and their distribution systems and their production schedules and in fact png was made more efficient by walmart's demands and actually made more money. And of course, pretty much true with everybody, that Walmart was always, for large CPG, Nestle or ConAgra, Walmart is the most profitable account they have, by far, because they're not spending money on a lot of the other stuff that went along with, with retail, right? So you could afford to do that. But I think, A, is if you're an emerging brand, getting in front of as many people as possible is you know a good thing, right? And it doesn't add, to me, it doesn't add as much burden as it adds sales. If you're, you know, again, if you're selling a hundred units on Amazon a day, you know, another 20 units on another platform is not bad. And just put another zero behind that. If, you, if you're if you really growing, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, it's like, it's not like, you know, people say, well, I, you know, Walmart doesn't really re- represent the shopper. Well, demographically that doesn't appear to be true. Hmm. So, yeah. you know, it's not, not nose in the air, Amazon shoppers. No, that's really not true there's those shoppers go. And then let's talk about the advantage. Well, two, two big advantages that Walmart has. Number one is in the food business, and I'm not talking, you know, outside the food business, I'm saying with food and beverage is that you can go to Walmart and get stuff delivered. And while, by the way, while you're on.com, your shopping list is there and like Kroger or whatever, it's there for you to see the, oh my goodness, I didn't buy Frank's this week. Now, It's different fulfillment and different whatever, because it's fulfillment from store, delivery from store or pickup, but you're on that same platform. And so if you purchase, that stuff shows up again. And so you you have an opportunity to be there when people are going in and doing some serious shopping. And then the second advantage, which we haven't talked about at this point, is Walmart's buying groups are combined now. They buy for retail, they buy for dot-com and they buy for Sam's club. So if you are performing well in marketplace, you have an opportunity to, if that, you know, if they look at their daily printout from retail link and you're performing really well, they go, why, why don't we have this in stores? That's something Amazon can't give you.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, that, that's a good point. So just rounding things out now, there were some things that we didn't get a chance to get to, but just real quick, I wanted to see recap some of the changes coming to Walmart that we're aware of. First one is changes to enhanced content, which I think temporarily they're gonna take down video content and below the fold content.
0: Yeah. So again, I think if you just look at if you look at what You know, unfortunately, look at what Amazon looks like. And probably anything that Amazon has offered for, you know, A plus or enhanced and company stores, for instance, again, that's a that's a Walmart threshold that most store pages, brand pages, you can't meet if you're a small, small brand. But I think that will be lowered and that bar will be lowered, and you'll be able to do that. So you can have a company store just like you have a company store if you're FBA. Mm -hmm. You have You, you know, you have the same brand registry, the brand registry protection that it, you know, at Walmart is, you know, brand trademark, same thing. You'll be able to make sure other people are not third parties or not selling your goods on there. So I think that's going to, you know, that's going to come. And then this new emphasis on the last mile, this new emphasis on delivery that Walmart is rolling out there. And, you know, I've heard from some folks in other specialty retail stores that walmart has approached them about working with them for putting their products on and this is you know this is a similar approach you mentioned about the target i think it was that that did this in the beginning of yeah let's Amazon, let's get yeah. on here, yeah and particularly in specialty and high end because within the walmart system within the retail system and stuff these products are not competitive with what they're selling, so they're not competitive in in pet food, for instance. It's going to be, you know, they're approaching the people who are doing organic, raw, natural, whatever. Not, it's not competitive with Roy's dog food. But that's interesting because what they get then out of that, well, you know, why would they do that? Well, a commission, obviously. But beyond that, is Walmart Plus gets exposure to a new group of people that they currently don't have—people who are not shopping. Marketplace right now, and who are not shopping in their stores. Right. Yep. And a lot of them are probably Amazon Prime members. So, who do I want to go after? How do I find them? Where are they? Well, that's one of the places they are.
1: Yep. Definitely agree with you there. Cool. Well, Steve, this has been really illuminating. I think there's a glimmer of hope for me that I didn't have before, maybe. (laughs) I don't want to discount, obviously, we work with brands on Walmart at at Bobsled. There's a lot of them are seeing really great results. And when you've sort of maxed out your Amazon channel in terms of possibilities for growth there, you do need to look at incremental channels. And 2020, you mentioned 20 to 25% index of additional sales on Walmart to Amazon, that's that's nothing to sneeze at. So definitely worthwhile to stand up an additional channel if, if you're able to. Tell us, Steve, about, you have a new project now, the Next Level Brands Community. Yes,
0: new baby. Yes. <laughs> tell us, yeah,
1: tell us about your new baby.
0: So the basic idea, the Next Level Brands Community is a group that's that we're forming, which is basically to help smaller mid-sized CPG brands to be able to tackle growing and scaling people who are interested in and either doing it through e-commerce or through retail and what you know what I've been finding in in working with some of these folks through either through my own consulting practice or through small business administration stuff or whatever we're doing is is there's a common common set of challenges and certain lack of industry knowledge about how it works and how things change when you go from Farmers market to a local store, and from you go from a local store to a Kroger or a Safeway, right? And it's a huge difference. And the pressure is is that our business model in CPG is a is a funnel that you go up the funnel. So you go from selling to four, to twenty stores or selling two or three SKUs on Amazon to all of a sudden you know you're selling in two hundred stores, and the next step is two thousand most founders and most of the initial teams that help launch those brands carry don't have the knowledge base to get that. So what we've done really quickly is is we've taken a series of online courses and workshops and stuff that I've developed with my wife, Deborah, who's a trainer, educator, and coach. And we've done these, we've done pilots with, with folks out there, and then we've made this accessible on basically a membership basis, as well as some peer coaching. We've got a bunch of folks networking in from you know from different areas. So you can talk to a person who's an expert in packaging, in eco-packaging, in fact. You can talk to scaling. We have funders who are involved. And it's basically getting everybody together on a platform where that knowledge and experience is accessible at an affordable cost. That's that's great.
1: I love it. How spread the love. Where can people find it?
0: You can find it at next level brands. Dot com and that's next with two X's nextlevelbrands.com and you'll find the information there and you can sign up you can make an inquiry if you'd like to see what's see what's available and we'll answer any of your questions and whatever. But you know again getting involved we'll take Walmart for an example is that you know we are in touch with folks at Walmart. If you have a question about you know using marketplace and what's next or whatever we can either put you in touch with them directly or we can get the question usually answered for you in a very short period of time.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us, Steve. Great to chat with you and I'm sure you'll be back soon.
0: Thank you so much. Really
1: appreciate it.